0: the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Good morning. morning. I'm so glad to see all of you here on this graduation Sunday. My name is Caroline and I'm a senior graduating from Creekside High School. I'm actually graduating tomorrow. So for me, this graduation season has been a time of so many emotions. I face the prospect of starting over, meeting new people, and taking on challenges that I've never faced before. There's a lot of uncertainty that comes with such a big change. In our passages from scripture today, the disciples are not graduating, but they are going through a pretty significant change. Jesus is leaving them bodily. In Acts 1, we find the disciples grappling with uncertainty moments before Jesus' ascension. They had witnessed incredible miracles, heard profound teachings, and spent years of their life walking closely with Jesus. But now, they were facing a future without his physical hand to hold, a future that seemed uncertain. They asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And their question shows their longing for clarity and assurance about the future that lay ahead of them. A very natural, very human response to uncertainty is fear. Uncertainty introduces a sense of the unknown, which challenges our sense of stability. Fear is a response deeply ingrained in our human nature. It attempts to keep us safe by alerting our bodies to potential danger. And I think it is quintessentially human of us to interpret the unknown as dangerous. We are threatened by what we don't know. The disciples are very, very human. (laughs) They are fearful of the Romans who sought to persecute them. They are fearful of the world around them and they are fearful because they are unsure how to navigate this world without Jesus physically present in it. So I think when they ask Jesus if this is the time, they are not only asking for the clarification of God's plan, but to be able to emotionally prepare themselves for their reality to shift. And I'm sure Jesus saw through their question to their human need for security. He may have even affectionately shaken his head at their fundamental humanness, the way that we might laugh at a child who bites into a lemon and finds it yucky, but then immediately goes back for seconds. There's just something endearing about persistent innocence. Unfortunately for the disciples, Jesus doesn't really give them the clarity that they were looking for. Instead, he responded by reminding them that it was not for them to know the times or periods that the Father had set by his own authority and directed them to be patient in anticipation of receiving the Holy Spirit. He reminds them that even though the way is not theirs to know, God has got them, has a plan, and will see it to fulfillment in their best interests. This passage reminds us that, like the disciples, we may have questions about the future. Where am I going to go to college? Will I be able to make new friends? Am I going to be able to afford my house payment next month? What's going to happen to my friend who is sick? We long for a sense of certainty in a world full of uncertainties. Yet Jesus encourages us to trust in God's perfect timing and seek empowerment from the Holy Spirit as we navigate the unknown. The passage in Acts ends with the disciples constantly devoting themselves to prayer. This is how Jesus wants us to handle the uncertainties, trusting God's timing and communicating with him through prayer. And this is exactly what Jesus is doing in our gospel passage today. This one is a little bit harder for me to visualize because it isn't a story. There's no imagery of the disciples all praying together in a little circle or Jesus patiently explaining a theological concept with a parable or something visual that we can grasp as we try to unpack the scripture. Instead, the passage from John is Jesus doing exactly what he tells the disciples to do when they are facing a big change, which is praying. One thing that I think is really cool about this prayer is that it answers the question the disciples asked in Acts 1, of is this the time? Because chronologically, the gospel passage actually comes first This is Jesus' prayer for his disciples before his crucifixion, before his resurrection, before his ascension. Jesus starts off this prayer by saying, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. In other words, he's saying that this is the time. He answers the disciples' question in private prayer long before they even ask it. I think that really exemplifies how God's timing and plan are working behind the scenes even if we don't know it yet. Even if God's plan doesn't seem to align with our own, that doesn't mean God isn't already moving in the background, setting things up to give us exactly what we need. As Jesus continues his prayer, he prays for his disciples and acknowledges that they will face challenges and uncertainties as they continue their journey without his physical presence. He expresses a deep love for them and a sense of security in leaving them bodily because he knows that they are not alone. He trusts God to look out for them through the Holy Spirit. He also trusts his disciples to carry out the rest of God's plan now that he is not there, even though their world is changing. Jesus' prayer serves as a reminder that we can rely fully on God to take care of us constantly because God's love is unchanging and constant. Even when our futures seem uncertain and we are going up against big changes, we are called to trust in God just as Jesus did. God's got us, even if the way is not ours to know. As believers, we can find comfort in the fact that God is seeing a bigger picture than we are. When Jesus was praying, he knew that his sacrifice was a part of a much greater plan. And the uncertainty that lay in his immediate future was a lot easier for him to manage, knowing that God would make sure that everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to. I don't know about you, but that encourages me to surrender this fear I cling to about the future. God's got me, even if the way is not mine to know. My picture of my future after graduation is hazy. There's so many things I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have a hard time making friends at college. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle my classes or the big emotions that come with moving out of my childhood home for the first time. Heck, I don't even know the dimensions of my dorm room. God's picture is crystal clear. God knows the plan and will lead me to the right things. God will protect me and hold my hand when it gets scary and I trust that. I find security in knowing that even if I don't know everything about my future, someone does and that someone loves me. Transitions and change are filled with so many emotions be it graduating from high school and moving out for the first time, or transitioning from having the actual God Almighty being physically present to having the actual God Almighty being with you in spirit. If there is one thing I want you to take away from my sermon today, it is that in the face of these big changes and big emotions, God's got you, even if the way is not yours to know. This was Jesus' response to his disciples' uncertainty and what he encourages us to keep in mind when we are uncertain. I'm not saying that we will never experience that natural human reaction of fear when we are faced with uncertainty. I'm just reminding you that God is with you. Jesus reminded his disciples that even though he would not be physically with them, they would have the Holy Spirit as a reminder of God's constant, unwavering love. If we trust in God's loving will, in God's ultimate plan for us, we can find security in knowing that things will work out the way they're supposed to. Jesus died on the cross as a demonstration of the power of God's plan for us. His sacrifice and his actions leading up to it set an example for how we face the big changes in our lives. So, we can surrender our fears and trust in God's ultimate plan. What God allows to pass you by is not meant for you. and If it is meant for you, God will ensure that it does not pass you by. God's got you, even if the way is not yours to know. Surrender your fear. Trust in his plan. Amen.